You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. And Jack. Hey, that's me. Hey, happy happy 45th episode, everybody. Yay. It's very exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, so, yeah, we have a, um, we had a really busy couple weeks since our last episode. I guess Masonic crap is really in full swing this time of year. But we didn't take a half a year off like our brothers in Australia did. Only four months. Four months, half a year. It's summer for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is episode fifty-two in the summer in the southern hemisphere. So. Well, that's that's because of the metric system. It's yeah, really right. like exactly episode eighteen. Yeah, if we were in the metric system, we'd be far ahead. <laughs> um, I think we should mention though that uh, we didn't miss a week. We, it was a bye week again. It was a fifth Monday week, so uh, it feels like this episode came out a week late. It did not. It did not. So no, you're not getting your money back. Nope. Because we record on the Masonic schedule. That's right. We release on the first and third Mondays. Sometimes Tuesdays if I make a technical error. So Jason. Pete. Uh, what have you done Masonically the past three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> the past three weeks. I don't remember. That's important. If my stated meeting was uh, before or after last episode. It doesn't matter. First stated meeting of the year. New officers. That was good. Um, and then just admin stuff, really. Uh, we don't have a meeting in Harrisburg, uh, Scottish Rite, in January, but we had an executive meeting and work every day. Committee meetings, all that stuff, getting ready for the March 3rd event in Lodge 43. We'll plug that later. But, uh, yeah, lots of admin stuff. And you had Grotto last night? Oh, yeah, I did Grotto with you guys. You remember any of that? Nope. <laughs> That was a long day of grottoing. Because <laughs> <laughs> the meeting was at s- dinner, cocktails were at six, the meeting was at seven. Right. And well, you started at two? I did not. He did. Jack did. Oh, okay. you, thank you very much. Uh, no, we had a, Jack had a pre, he had, he had two pre meetings. I had one pre meeting, try to sort out our, our meal plan for the, uh, uh, for the ensuing year. So, no, it wasn't too bad. I, I, I made it through the grotto meeting. It was the post grotto meeting that, they got a little cloudy. Yeah, so as we let, we're trying to leave, the outside bar, the outside bar was closed because the the bartender got sick. I don't know, probably the flu, and now we're all sick. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, and the um, I'm losing my voice. So they sent us inside, where there was a private party <clears throat> of a big restaurant from Cornwall, like not the UK. There's a crappy town near us called Cornwall, and um, yeah, so it was just us and a bunch of drunken servers. And I don't know how any of them looked. Nobody looked over 21. Nope. And everybody looked kind of kind of drunk. So good times. Thanks. Um, Jack, what, do you had go- what have you had going on? What have I had going on? Ooh, grammar Nazi time. Wait, look that up. I had my first meeting as a high priest for my Royal Arch chapter. And for an amateur night, I thought it went pretty well. I am so stoked about chapter. The guys are very excited. 
they're learning their work. They're asking for books. They're coming to rehearsals. So chapter is very exciting right now. We're looking to grow that nicely this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, I hear the line's really, really safe and secure for many years. At least two. Yeah. (laughs) That's many. (laughs) After me. So, yeah. But it's uh, that's good. That's exciting. We had our January. I think I don't know if we recorded since we had our first meeting at Ephrata, but everything's going along there. Stephanie made her uh, Italian stuffed meatloaf. So that was awesome. (gasps) Yeah, sorry, you missed that, that sound, Larry. Is that like is that like haggis? Uh, no, it's uh, it's this just meat, meaty, cheesy, saucy goodness. It's saucy, uh, saucy. So we got that, and then uh, Grotto last night. I thought I thought Spooner did a great job. That was he a, really did. That was a really uh, good did. meeting. Spooner <clears throat> is, has not presided. As far as I know, over really anything Correct. before. I, I think he is something <clears throat> in the constable association. Well, bartender maybe, <laughs> but but he uh, he really did a great job, and I'm proud of him. So yeah, and and I know because he's always just such a a joker. We all kind of like once we elected him, we're all like, what did oh, we just God, what did what we, we just do? do? Yeah. He's gonna be so <laughs> ill prepared, and. So we set, the, we set the bar really low. But yeah, he's and he really does command attention. Whereas, like, yeah, no, it's because he's got a gun. What the hell? So does half the room. But, but no offense to like Mark. Last year, Mark is two time past master. He's like the number three guy in commandery in the state of Pennsylvania. But he's so polite and soft spoken that the crowd just would get. Too ruly, yeah, unruly. We got, we got out of hand sometimes, yeah. And uh, people shut up when Sean talks, so because he talks louder. Yeah, so. I, I actually thought it was probably one of the best grotto meetings I went to in a long time. Best one this year. Yeah, yeah. best, best, one, best this one this year. year. Nice. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, Gold star for Sean. Larry, what are you, what are you doing? What's going well, on? Yeah, I actually uh, was uh, was pretty busy this past week. Did a uh, petition committee uh, with a candidate. <laughs> On Tuesday, which was really good, one that uh, Lamberton Lodge 476 Justin Troop recommended, uh, and I did tell the candidate that he almost didn't get in because of that, but that's beside the point. And uh, well, I and I've known that guy for yes, you did four years, and. Uh, but uh, I, I had to spell it out phonet- phonetically for our secretary to be able to pronounce it. Well, he it got is it. Dutch. Well, okay. The last foreign guy, uh, it took him three or four times to get that spelling right at Grand Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thursday was Goose and Gridiron. Nice attendance. Yep. Fellowship that night at uh, Venice Pizza. Oh, yeah. Beer and pizza. I had an and, extra meeting that night. And then on Saturday, which we will talk about a little bit later, uh, Pete... His wife and my wife and I drove up to Allentown for the 12th annual Robert Burns dinner, which we will talk about. Aye. And uh, Sunday, of course, Grotto, which I think I mentioned just a little bit earlier, was one of the best Grotto meetings I've been to in a long time. So it's, 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 it's been busy. And here we are tonight, Monday. Yep. Back in Monarch Studios. Does, yes. this, does this count as a Masonic thing? Sure it does. Sure it does. Yes, absolutely. Well, it is. We had a really nice shout out from the boys in Australia about our remote um, episodes that we've done when we go somewhere to record, whether it be Goose and Gridiron or when we went to Reading. I can't can't vouch for the the quality of the actors, but the sound was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll give you props on that because it's a loud environment and somehow you're able to keep some of that background noise down. 
It's all luck. Yeah, the Reading show we did was fantastic, and there were a lot of people there, and the tuba orchestra in the background. I mean, that that was that was good. But it is nice to be back home. Yeah, so, it is. We what, what, it. Did, what did I have? I had all kinds of crazy stuff. I had my first meeting as um, senior deputy Grant Hall Cedar, um, and uh, our our friend C. Larry is a Grant Hall Cedar. Not and our friend um, Cedar Larry Ed McGrath is a junior deputy Grand Tall Cedar. So we have a a crew of Goose and Gridiron people that are the brain trust of the tall the future of the Tall Cedars. Yeah, don't call it brain trust. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just did your midwinter conference. Absolutely. So uh, that was fun. Um, I had to be at the York Masonic Center at five in the morning. I guess a week ago Thursday or I don't know whatever, and um, we had a eleven hour bus ride. Oh God, so painful! And the bus had the bus was smaller than any other executive type bus I've been on. Like anybody that walked down the hallway, the, the, the aisleway was bumping into you. It was it was painful. So it was like a flight. It was worse because I mean like. You know, a skinny person went down the middle and they bumped into you. And obviously, Masons aren't skinny, so it was really painful. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> he so, said with a straight face. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, you know, the event was fun. The event was fun. And the highlights of my Tall Cedars weekend um, were I got two extra degrees. Two, um, the highlight was probably the yellow dog degree. And a past, I'm not sure what the title is for Tennessee. In Pennsylvania, he'd be right worshipful past grandmaster, but I'm sure it's not that for other states. But he is a past grandmaster of the state of Tennessee, um, and he gave us the yellow dog degree, and it was just amazing. Uh, even if I learned that degree perfectly, I could not have captivated the audience the way with this guy with his facial expressions, his southern drawl. Just a, a, yeah, you know, he's probably like a 75-year-old, very distinguished man with a flat top. He looked like he was a drill sergeant, you know, nice. 40, 50 years ago, um, and still talked like one. So, You know you're not the only one in the room that has some sort of degree that has to do with dogs. You know, Jack has the Dover Monster degree, and the uh, penalty of the <laughs> obligation is... Getting bitten? Having your hand <laughs> ripped off? <laughs> yes. He's, he's been initiated in the right. kitchen. Here, sniff. Ah! <laughs> okay, thank you. Ow. Oh, and, man, my ears. <laughs> and then I also got the uh, Sidonian degree. The Sidonian degree, I guess at one time, <laughs> I guess at one time the Sidonian degree was always given to everybody who became a tall seater. And somehow or other, that just kind of trailed off to become like a special occasion it, thing. Is it tough to do? No, it's hmm. really simple to do. I think the reason why we don't do it is the majority of our tall seaters meetings now are open, so the ladies can see our prologue and royal court. But the Sidonian degree is secret work, so we'd have to have a, you know we'd have to have a meeting that stag again. So anyway, it was fun. Um, grotto. What else? Did I, I mean, I had council, all kinds of good stuff, and then uh, the Burns dinner, which Larry and I'll talk about in a bit.
And we're back. Episode 45. So, Jason. Pete. I'll let you drive. Oh, God. So, Larry, Pete, tell us about your Burns Supper experience. Oh, I thought we were going to do Pigeon Forge first. There is nothing to talk about Pigeon we Forge, already, Larry. We, already we, we, we pigeoned. We pigeoned. Oh, we good. forwarded. It was, okay. it, it's, exci- it's Tennessee. It's, it's not that exciting. Yellow he dog. did not see Dolly Parton. Dolly so Parton. just get over it. Stop wishing. Well, I'll tell you. To give you an idea, I picked Pete and Stephanie up at 4.30 here in Lancaster. We got up there around 6, cocktails for an hour. Seven o'clock dinner. Now, now I need to interrupt. On the way there, I'm trying to talk him into stopping at Yakos. Yakos is a hot dog place outside of Allentown. Right yep. <laughs> and I'm like, let's get some hot dogs in case the food sucks. So like, <laughs> and they think they think I'm an idiot. Hot but dogs I'm, is kind of like haggis. But I'm like, I'm a professional fat guy. I know Better. that you're supposed to eat before you go to a dinner. That's just the way you do it. True. And um, but no, like, oh no, they were showing me on the paperwork. Hors d'oeuvres and cocktails, six right. to seven. Right. Larry, how were the hors d'oeuvres? Um, <laughs> they never showed up. <laughs> so you had your wife and I had my wife Go complaining to very loudly, including some of the people there, where are the hors d'oeuvres? You know, we're and, here and, for an hour. And we're our drinking. wives are thin. Yeah. And yeah. they're the ones that are vocally upset about not yeah. getting food. No food. <laughs> so anyway, we sat down at seven o'clock and... We were there until close to 11. I think we finally got out of there by 10.45. And, and we bugged out before all Lang Zion at the end. Yes. <gasps> yes. It Sacrilege. Was, and we weren't the only ones. People started drifting out a few minutes all the before la- It was all did. the Lancaster people? <laughs> yeah, it's a long, it is um, a long drive from, yeah. Hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's part of it. We get there. The meal is kind of late in coming out. First, we have, they, they give us a leek soup, which wasn't bad. Kakaliki. It's a, a, a Scottish recipe, apparently. And uh, then, they, then they did the haggis. The ode to haggis, they you know, with the bagpiper, carried it in the tray. And that the, was neat. The guy has a well, great cool. big knife and stabs it and does the whole thing, the ode to haggis, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Uh, and then they did a toast to the lads and lassies. Yeah, that was probably and that, that was, was good. that was probably one of the better ones. The the, the lassie and the lad doing it. It was really so it was good. a married couple, and they're going back and forth <clears throat> and kind of like making fun of each other during the whole toast. And it was it was good. Yeah. Then the guest speaker gets up, who is someone we know and is near and dear to our hearts, and totally blows. Robert Burns out of the water and will forever in my book. I'll never be able to think about Robert Burns and his poems again, ever again. Like I, you could have heard, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. Cause I, this is my first Burns dinner. I'm not Scottish, so I don't really know a lot about. Rajiri is not a Scottish (laughs) name. What? Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know a lot about Robert Burns. I'm like, why, why are we having a dinner? You know, it's like Red Skilton. Why, why? <laughs> he gets a dinner? Because he's awesome. Um, but yeah, so Tom, if you ask Tom to say something, he is going to speak his heart. And he did some research and he found there's as much bad stuff about oh, Robert Burns. Oh, he was a naughty boy. It's probably actually, the scale's probably more bad than oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Tom starts out 
naming off all the perverts and the guys that are in jail, you know, like Weinstein and and all of them. It's just <laughs> he's like Woody Allen, Harvey people. Weinstein, yeah. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, all of them. Oh, he names geez. them, and that's his opening. That's his opening. And everybody's looking around. Then they said included in that is the poet Robbie Burns. Oh. And then he goes into the research that he did and just totally fillets this guy. Nice. But, but then he brings it back around. Yeah. And he, he brought, it made it very, very Masonic. He gets into like the rough Oshler and the perfect Oshler. And like, you know, he's a bad human being and he's a good human being. He's a this and he's that. And he kept bringing all that back, and and, and he, I don't know, he he brought it all together and uh, did all right, did all right. Yeah, I learned did. more about Robert Burns than I. Oh, he's fascinating! Absolutely, yeah, fascinating absolutely. Died young. Is it yeah. Ashler or Ashler? <clears throat> Ashler, right? Ashler. Yeah. And I don't know how many. I was going to give it to you. That was. was I, I think the second time I said it, I got right. Yeah, it was a pass. Yeah. I don't know how many times I implored Brother Tom LeBaugh to talk about Robert Frost. Robert Frost may have, and I'm going to say may, I'm stretching. You realize it's not a I'm Robert Frost some, night? Yeah, it was, this is Robert Burns night. It was cold that night, though. It's, yeah. But I, I, on the premise that Robert Frost may have been a Mason, we could have talked about him because there were never any sexual charges. I mean, the man was a perfect well, saint. The only thing, if he, he probably could have done it. If he could have got up there and just talked about Robert Frost for 10 minutes and just kept going and had somebody finally walk up and say, no, hey, Tom, it's Robert Burns. Yeah, he could have done that. (laughs) (laughs) And like, oh, that's funny. Uh, Good night. So so if Robert Burns was never mind, if he was such a, a bad character back in the day, how did he? even joined the fraternity, or was the things that he was doing not considered bad back then? He was in the fraternity at a very early age. And I think as he matured and became a little more fa- famous in I'm his I'm not saying a bad person. I mean, by today's standards, he would be way way up in that Me Too movement. <laughs> Politically incorrect. Yeah. yeah. In the top five. <laughs> but, you know, in back in that day, maybe... And I was asking Larry, I'm like, why... Scotland had a lot of famous people and a lot of famous people that were Masons. So, like, why is this the guy? The best I can figure is he was a man's man. He was a, a he was a, a drunkard, a libertine. He was a party guy. So all the nice, pretty poems you've heard, he has just as many really dirty ones. Mostly said with a tankard in his hand. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. yes. So, yeah. So I, I could see if it was like a tavern full of men. Like, you know, this guy lived a kind of a wild and crazy life. And when he died, like, hey, it's a good excuse for us to get together and have a, a party. This is John Belushi of his day. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Exactly. He yeah. died at age 37. Yeah, died young. He partied from a, hard. From a rough life. Yeah. Yeah, he partied hard. Yeah. It's just, you know, to me in, in 2017, it's hard to have a dinner with him with my wife sitting there and... <laughs> <laughs> and just to extol only on the good things, you know, like because the bad things are more impressive, more so fun. Much. Not so much. Not so much. It was, it was, it was, it, it was interesting, but it, it it deteriorated further from there. Well, yeah, other little things like like the the dinner process was two and a half hours. Um, you had to ask for a a steak knife to cut the prime rib. It's never oh, good. Oh yeah, that's a bad <laughs> sign. But uh, how was the haggis? The haggis was actually good. 
Yes, I, I love haggis. I, 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 yeah. they, they made it with venison and liver, and it wasn't really that bad. To me, it was more of a of a sweet taste, which I didn't expect that. It, it was like a scrapple it. to me. I, mm. I think I had maybe five or six teaspoons full, yeah. and that was it. I couldn't really big scrapple. Yeah, well, they, with, they with served oat, it with, chunks with of big chunks of oatmeal. They there. served it like in a in a in a in like a dessert dish. Mm-hmm. So it was just like oatmeal Everybody or barley. Got a taste. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never tried it, but it, it, you know, I picture this it tasting like um, mincemeat. Mm, no, no, that's no. the consistency of it, but not the taste. Yeah. Some people do pour scotch over it when they eat it. That I have smart people out. do that. Yeah, yeah, I think they do that in Scotland. It kills, remember, it if kills to, all the shit that's if, in it. That's if you go to Scotland and eat haggis, <laughs> you're eating the innards of that lamb or that right. mutton or whatever they slaughtered. I believe it, like young. Oh, lungs are involved. So yeah. it's like oh, things yeah. that normal people don't eat. Lungs, lungs like, eyes, uh, like noses, pudding? tongues, like black pudding at all. Sort of. Hmm. It's kind of hard to... I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. haggis. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just... Haggis. Yeah, sorry. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun, though. So... I mean, it's just... You know, it's like St. Paddy's Day. How many of us are Irish, right? Robert Burns Night, we're all Scottish. Mm-hmm. You know, Columbus Day. Shh, don't talk about that. Well, I had a bagpiper there, which was nice. There was... And most of the officers were dressed in kilts. I mean, it was, in that respect, it was good. They, yeah. They had what's that huge sword they bring in and the they, claymore? The claymore. They did the claymore. Uh, but it's once again, you know, like they named a mind after somebody after like that, somebody right? like our the guy that invited us, uh, Brian Hill, who's about six foot three, six foot whatever, and you know, trim build, looks amazing in a tuxedo. You get a guy that's three hundred pounds, not so much, and that's. In a kilt and coat, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you and I were wondering when we got there what we would look like if and we, we found wore out. A kilt. We found we out. Found out we found out because there's guys look like us. Uh, I'll never wear a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> I won a brooch or whatever you would call it, like the a masonic pin to like hold your kilt shut. So I guess now I have to get a kilt. My people call them togas, but. <laughs> My people. <laughs> My people. That reminds me of your favorite joke, Pete. Wrecked him. Damn, damn near, near killed him. Damn near killed him. Killed him. Ah. ah. <laughs> oh, All so right. maybe we need to, you know, during the break, we were talking about something that we should do for the show. And should we have a Burns night? Well, we now other people do it better. Maybe we should have another night. Maybe we should have a Rudyard Kipling night. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, as well, you said earlier, Ben Franklin night. Well, you, you know, you were saying that our host said he apologized because he felt like this was one of the, I'm not going to say worst, but this was no. not as good as ones he's been to in the past, uh-huh. which is a synonym for saying the worst. But I, I will say, and I'm going to quote him, this is probably the worst one he and his wife have been to in the past 12 years. Okay. I'm quoting. But it goes back to my thing. As soon as you have to do something every single year, yeah, yeah. it gets, it burns out. Um, you it know, burns. It burns. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but you see, that's, that's why the Lodge in the Woods is now every other year. Always was. Right? Yep. Um, you know, the cave degree every other year. So if we did something like your Kipling night, then, you know, if we do something next year, then we do the Ben Franklin we could keep honoring other famous Why not? Freemasons. Because if we do a Kipling night every year, you can only hear, see the man would be king, you know, so many times. Why don't so. we do a night for somebody who's alive that they can be the guest of honor? Like a roast? Yeah. 
<laughs> nah. <laughs> it would get it would nah. get it would get too raw. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> like who would we like who? <clears throat> I don't know. You know, like I don't know. So it'd be it'd either be too much ass kissing or it would turn into a roast. Either one's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be somebody who's passed. Let's just not tell the person. <laughs> Let's kill him and then do it. <laughs> it would be a mystery. <laughs> So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we've got some important stuff to talk about. All right. Good news, everyone. Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. Masonic News Today. In a recent report in the Gap Lighthouse Gazette, it was announced that a class action suit has been filed in federal court against the Grand Lodges of 20 states for the practice of telling new and prospective members that it's only one night per month. Mike Rochburns of North Shore, Pennsylvania, a member of No-Show Lodge number 96, filed the petition saying, I told there wouldn't be any commitment that I just needed to show up for the monthly meetings if I was in town. Now, five years later, I own two tuxedos and a whole collection of silly hats. Heck, I haven't had dinner home in two months. If you joined a Masonic Lodge and one day found yourself sitting in an officer's chair, serving on three committees and dripping Alfredo sauce on a tuxedo, contact the law offices of Harley, Maris, and Lewis, LLC. Dial the zeros and get the relief you deserve. And that was uh, that was our news editor. <laughs> and he was reading something that was kind of familiar to I me. I don't know where that came from, but oh God, help us all. I actually, I actually sat at a meeting and somebody leaned over to me the other night and said, you know, did you hear about the class action suit that's going on across the state? And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Oh, I had to explain what people of Lancaster and central Pennsylvania really is. Right. So for those of you that don't know, I have a, a it's not always funny, but I have a comedy web page that I started a few years ago. And I just wrote a satire piece about Freemasonry in August of 2016. <laughs> and it's still valid today. And somehow it just started going viral. And <laughs> people keep, I, I saw my Facebook feed last week, three people I know shared it. Two of them didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> and and I got to the point where, like, so oh I, 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 and the one guy that did know it was a joke, I just, I commented, like, don't listen to that guy. The author's a, an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people are like, you know, it's satire. I'm like, you know, I wrote it. You know. <laughs> like, like, oh. oh, my gosh. But, oh. yeah, we've been doing that stupid. It's like uh, the onion light. But people specific get, to Lancaster County and Central Pennsylvania. Yeah, and some Very of the funny stuff. and some of the other ones that we've gotten people. Um, you know, we, the the Confederate statue downtown getting moved. Oh, the drug sniffing bunnies. That was the that was a great one. Yeah. So yeah, there was we, we wrote one about the police department getting uh, drug sniffing rabbits because it's cheaper than training drug sniffing dogs. And some guy running for a local political office somewhere. In another county. In another county. says, we need to look at other ideas to save money. I mean, Lancaster's using <laughs> drug-sniffing rabbits. 
So he got shamed and did not become mayor. Uh, so we're, we're doing really our sorry. part. We're doing our part. It wasn't us. We didn't do it. We had a podcast, but nobody listened to it. So that's why we started yeah. doing Masonic. That's it's funny stuff. Oh, well. Scrapple ice cream. It's where the Gap Lighthouse Scrapple came Scrapple ice from. cream, Gap Lighthouse. All, all, all these highlights of Americana. There you go. <laughs> You're regionally famous. <laughs> I'm a D-level celebrity. <laughs> Uh, so, Larry, Jason, what, what do we got? What do we got to talk about? Well, last show we had on the new district deputy grandmaster, and we told him that uh, if there was anything we could do for him, we would do it. Uh, you know, so we've been almost. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, will be a full month into his uh, reign. His dictatorship. Reign. Yeah, his dictatorship. And uh, you know, one of the cool things that he wanted to do was really ramp up our communications. So, if you have not received the first Masonic District new, uh, email newsletter, uh, and you can sign up for whether you're a member of this district or not, you should jump over to firstmasonic.org and sign up for that. So if we have First uh, first Masonic District uh, brothers listening to this and you're not getting that email, you should do that. Yeah, and, he, and cool things. Like, he's actually embracing that the appendant bodies aren't stealing away from the Blue Lodges. They actually complement. And so, yeah, we're promoting the the um, you know auxiliary bodies, and then we in turn are promoting the blue lodges. I think it's 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 nice, breath of fresh air. Yeah, school is a little bit different. What's really exciting is it, he's adopting the new communication technologies that exist. I mean, it's it's not a, a newsletter that's folded up and stapled, closed, and with a stamp and mailed to you. And he's he's embracing it. It's coming out every what two weeks, I think, right? Yeah, the last one just came out a little. Well, it feels like it was early, but the yeah, this is gonna be every two weeks. So it's it, it it's nice that um, you know we're he's he's listening to what people are saying, and he's responding to it. Um, and and I think uh, being uh, being an ad an adopter of those technologies is going to work well in the district. I think. Yeah. Okay, that was very serious. I'm sorry. Yeah, Boom. Was, yeah. Meanwhile, I was listening to the herd of thundering rhinos upstairs. <laughs> my, my, my one my one Doberman loves playing the laser game that cats play. So that's what he's doing all over on top of the studio. <laughs> I was thinking about drug sniffing bunnies. I don't know. Or as my wife said before you guys got here, what time are your little friends coming over tonight? <laughs> God, no respect. So in other news, we have in uh, March, on March 3rd, at the Lancaster Masonic Center, Lodge Number 43's Education Committee has our first... Lodge 43 lecture series presents, uh, we have the Reverend Dr. Brother Christopher Rodkey. And some professional podcasters. And some professional podcasters. So we have Rodkey, Richards, and Ru Ruark, Triple R. And, uh, and, and, and Ruggieri will be out hawking merchandise. Yeah. The, fourth, the fourth R will be selling scarves. Uh, but they're coming up on Saturday, March 3rd. Just in time for spring. Get your spring scarf. Roundtable. And, they, and, and yeah, they're two of the co-hosts from, from the Masonic Roundtable. And uh, you can go to our Facebook page and find the Eventbrite to sign up. It's free. Uh, it would be nice if you RSVP'd on Not only Eventbrite. that, we will be there in all of our glory. So the hosts of Masonic Light Podcast... Are we going to be recording? ...will be there as well. We can if we want to. Hopefully in the morning. They're going to come up in the morning. Yep. So, yeah. So we have Jason Richards, John Roark, Chris Rodkey from, from our way here. They're podcast royalty. Can we get their autographs? Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. And so we're going to have uh, Masonic Light will be there, and we'll have Masonic Scarves, and Larry will have his books. Red Serpent Books will be there. And maybe Jack will uh, hawk some chocolate. Yeah. 
Maybe you're more, you're more than welcome to. Just you oh, just yeah. you just can't let it go above the first out of the into the elevator. But I'd like to throw it out Please, there. Please, Jack. If we do bring have, chocolate, bring chocolate. All right, I'll bring chocolate. If we do have Please. any Masonic vendors or just any vendors in general, uh, you know, we are trying to offset the cost of. Uh, so uh, I need to ask you, since yeah. you're on the building committee, yeah, um, are they losing their minds because strangers are going to be in the building? <gasps> Stranger. There's really only one person on the board that knows Stranger this is happening at the moment. Okay, because like is I that think, you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, when you're got when you're and the guy, see Larry, he's probably heard about it, right? When uh, when you book the building, you know. So yeah, because Jeff Myers was mentioning that last night. He's like, like there's signs every ten feet. No water, no food. Myers, Moyer, Moyer, Moyer. Yeah, sorry. I, there's Jeff Myers in too. It's amazing. Um, and then you know upstairs, there's a sign with a chair. Keep the chair at least twenty four inches away from the radiator. Like. But you know we're 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 pulling. Uh, there's guys who are RCPing from uh, out of state, and I think it's going to be so, really so, a good event. Somebody's coming from Delaware. Somebody might be coming from Delaware. <laughs> what do I what do I hear about a decorating committee? Do you want to bring that up? What what is yeah, that? Yeah, uh, tell, tell me more. Uh, tell me more. Well, I was I was uh, what was the word we used up in Tower City, Pennsylvania? Rooked into rooked into being oh, man. chairman. That's his middle school for the decorating committee for the Blue Lodge that. 43, 476 share. So it's the Blue Lodge room. It's 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 the not Blue the Lodge beige room. basement that everybody can no, use. No, no like, this uh, is the I Blue see. Lodge yeah. room. And initially, last awesome. month, I, I wouldn't change it. I was like coming up to your lodge Greg and Brady's to dad take pictures it. and talk to people about what you did and so forth. And that fell through because I ended up, well, you know, with the flu for three weeks. Yeah. Oh, I talked on your behalf. You did. Yes. You did. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that then. Well, okay. yeah, in my opinion, you know what? You can't polish, right? <laughs> the old saying? No, that, no. actually, from, from what I'm seeing from Ryan Flynn in decorating one of the lodges that he's working on right now, Ryan's doing some really killer work on, on uh, yes. I forget the name of the lodge that he's doing, but um, he, he's putting his sketches up on Facebook for people to, yep. to, to look at. They're beautiful. They're absolutely um, beautiful. There is a lot of wall space in that room. Yes, there is. And that could be made really impressive. Yes. Well, um, yes. If only you had money. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, one thing I one thing I said about that <laughs> building, like we have our old historic lodge that's still downtown, hasn't been knocked down yet, but um, beautiful artwork all over the ceiling. All you need to do is get some digital cameras and map that whole thing out, and you could get th printing in large format printers, and you could reproduce some of the artwork that's historic on our walls you without could. having to commission a painter. You right. could. Um, but, you know, my thing there is I, I just have a problem with that building in general. Yeah, you can make any building beautiful on the inside, but I, I just think your better t money is time is better spent moving to a different building. So expensive to move. Yeah, I, but it, it's like it's like staying in a bad marriage. We're doing it for the kids. Well, no, <laughs> just get out. The uh, yeah, it would be tough to leave that. There, there's there's a lot of moving parts. Because I remember even like Ron said in our, in the last podcast, um, he wanted to do his presentation at the Lancaster Masonic Center, but it was going to be a big turnout, so there wouldn't be enough parking, so they couldn't do it there. There wouldn't have been enough room in that room. Then no, you're right. Then meanwhile, so that's a big event. We can't have a big event there because there's not enough room. Then when we did our Valley of Lancaster reunion, this huge auditorium, like f three rows of seats were filled. Like, 
so we don't need all that room. Move to Quarryville? Where can you? Uh, and all right. in, in, this is probably a conversation for a, a different room at a different time. No. But but the, the the point is, I I I went through. I did the math when we decided to remodel Ephrata, and moving makes you house poor for the rest of your life. It's you you can't buy a building with enough facilities and enough parking and enough groundwork. Under today's current code enforcement stuff, it'd be really tough to, to build a building big enough to, to house what you guys have in Lancaster right now. It's, I mean, you, I know uh, Lebanon did it. I don't know if you've been to Lebanon Masonic Center. I have, but have you been to Lebanon? There are fields in Lebanon. There are no fields in, in Lancaster City. Well, not in the well, city. Well, not in the city. No. Right. No. Correct. No. And, you know, if you look at our at 43 or Lamberton's roster of... Like, yeah. like we're a city lodge. You're a city lodge, but look at your how many people, what, probably less than 10% live in the city of your membership. Yeah. How, how is parking a problem? You have a freaking parking deck right next door. Well, for old people like me, I'm not going to park in that place and walk a block and a half to get into the building. That's too much. You have to understand. You, should, you look at all of the. You should be killed, and then we'll drag your dead ass corpse into the building and put you in the elevator. I happen to know where there is some property in Mannheim Township oh my that could be purchased for a go nice for it. price. Go for it. When, and and actually, when you all go bankrupt, Efforta will take all of your members in as transfers. The no problem. Pete. Please buy the property across the street so <laughs> yes, that the, please do. the yes. mega church doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess up here. That's going to be terrible. You should have heard uh, when we were pulling out. We were having trouble getting across the street, and Larry's wife's like, "You can't, you can't make a left turn out of here." I'm like, "We need you at the commissioners' meeting when we're fighting the mega church coming in." <laughs> Just be another traffic light on uh, 501. All right. Well, enough, enough bickering about yes. buildings. Grr, grr, grr. <laughs> we should listen to Seth Anthony. Yeah, we should. Corpora obscura. Obscurum. Um. You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter at your own risk. Did you just hear that? Was that an owl? Of course not. It's the name of this episode's far-flung fraternal group. The Concatenated Order of Hoo-Hoo. The International Concatenated Order of Hoo-Hoo Incorporated, oh, that's a mouthful, is a fraternal and service organization whose members are involved in the forest product industry. Hoo-Hoo has members in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, and South Africa. The organization was founded on January 21, 1892 at Gurdon, Arkansas, by six men who were involved or interested in the lumber industry. As most of these men were only connected to the lumber industry in a tangential way, company executives, newspaper men, railroad men, not exactly lumbermen, it was first suggested that the name of the new organization be Independent Order of Camp Followers. Ugh. However, the group instead settled on the name Concatenated Order of Hoo-Hoo, the world hoo-hoo having become synonymous with the term lumbermen. The first concatenation was held at the St. Charles Hotel in New Orleans on February 18, 1892, when 35 of the leading lumbermen of the country were initiated. Membership was restricted to white males over 21 who were engaged in the lumber industry as lumbermen, newspapermen, railroad men, and sawmill machinery men. Again, men. 
A Mrs. M.A. Smith of Smithton, Arkansas, was initiated before the gender requirement was passed, so she stayed on as the order's only female member. The order was limited to having a maximum of 9,000 members. In the 1890s, it had upwards of 5,000 already. By the 1920s, it had grown to approximately 7,000. The order was more informal than the other secret societies of the day. It didn't have lodge rooms or enforce attendance or anything else that the other orders had. The order did not have any sick, disability, or death benefits, but did quietly perform some charitable work and help other members find employment. The executive committee of the order, known as the Supreme Nine, consisted of the Snark, the Senior Hoo-Hoo, the Junior Hoo-Hoo, the Scrivenoder, Bojum, Jabberwock, Custocation, Arcaniper, and Gurdon. Judicial affairs and care of the emblem were delegated to the House of Ancients, which consisted of the past executives of the order and whose members served for life. At each hoo-hoo annual, the order would perform an embalming of the snark, passing him into the House of the Ancients. To date, the hoo-hoo still exist. Membership is currently limited to people 18 and up who are of good moral character, who are engaged in the forestry industry, or genuinely interested in supporting the purpose of the aims of the order. Want to learn more about America's fraternal history? Visit the J.H. Rathbone Museum in person in Lafayette, Indiana, or online at jhrathbonemuseum.org. And we're back. You just heard from Seth Anthony and Corpora Obscurum. And where, another where? wonderful Masonic Amazing. body, non-Masonic fraternal body that I don't know what it was. Where does he come up with this stuff? Well, I don't know. From, I mean, from, from, the, from the museum. That, that museum yeah. that he quotes at the end of everything. Yeah. He, goes through the, he goes through the Rolodex with his juice cards. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Seth, and you guys too, right? Speaking of uh, Seth. When you hear That would this, be another segment. Speaking of Seth. Yeah. I like that. When you hear this on uh, Monday, the whatever, it's uh, uh, going to be really close to Masonic Week in Alexandria. Alexandria. Oh, yeah, Alexandria. Yeah. Are you guys going down? I'm going down Thursday night to confer the St. Lawrence the Martyr degree. I'm waking up Friday morning and driving away. I have never, I'm in Junto Council. Nobody has asked me to be in the degree. So I'm probably not going to go down Thursday because if I'm in it, I don't know about it. Um, I was going to go down, so I'm, I might go down Thursday. Wait, nobody told you? It's kind of like people reserving the Masonic Center. I feel your pain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Reservation officer. What's that all about? I don't know. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope I don't have a part because I'm not learning it. You do not have a part. Okay, so good. Then I probably will not be down Thursday night. Bummer. Well, if you're down there on Saturday, you can get your Muscovites, the Noble Order of the Muscovites degree, which is going to be conferred by Kremlin Penza. So I'll be down there with Seth, and that's on Saturday. Go to our Facebook page. Kremlin. Kremlin, yeah. Really? Like pen, the pen, place in yeah, we, we, we hack your computers. Pencil. Pirates of Penza. Pence, as, as, as Pete says, Pennsylvania. Yes. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. But the uh, Noble Order of Muscovites is a side degree. Used to be attached to the Oddfellows. Now it's but a we stole it. standalone. Yeah. And we'll be down there. It's a lot of fun. A lot of yelling, a lot of screaming. You're going down. We um, yeah. steal well, the Well, your folks giddy. live down there, don't they? Yep. I'm going to go He's to the Our degree. Eh. Two, two hours to Gaithersburg, another hour and a half to Alexandria. The, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> they live in Gaithersburg? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it and only takes me an hour and a half to get there. Jeez. You're taking the long way. Alexandria is a hike from there. 
No, it's, oh. dude, <clears throat> another yeah. hour. It's the other well, the, it's, my, and traffic. Holy sh! Yeah. I'm trying to work smolders. it out though that my the dog up <laughs> the the dog I'm fostering um, her forever home is in Alexandria, Virginia. Did she get adopted? She got adopted. Aww. And the new owners are going to be in Alexandria, Virginia. So what, I'm about, gonna, what about the other two? They're so staying here to torment Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to try and drop her off. And then while I'm in Alexandria, I will he's go looking, to the hotel. He's looking at a scar. I need a transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want you to know, Jack, Rocco is one of my best friends. Shut up. I hate you. I hate you more. The dogs are all calm to Larry and Jason. And then La Jack is I'm like 75 like, feet away from the house on foot. I'm and like they're going nuts. I'm like to these dogs. What the hell? <laughs> What is it? Oh, it's the, it's, it must be the bacon. They can sense evil. I would evil. love you bacon. if you didn't hate me. They can sense evil. It's like politics. I would love you if you didn't hate me. Come on. Stop it. All right. Let's so, put this one to bed. All right. So what do you have coming up next week or two other than you got uh, lots of extra meetings? We got nine or ten degrees coming up. We have three extra meetings uh, next month. Uh, stated meeting. Just getting ready for this March 3rd. So go to the Facebook page. You can see all the stuff that's happening. And uh, yeah, that's really about it. Jack? What? I will, I don't know. I'm going down to Masonic Week for uh, 20 minutes for St. <laughs> Lawrence the you're, Martyr degree. You're driving two hours to do 15-minute degree. Two, I'm driving three hours because it's the other side of Washington, D.C., and I'm spending $200 for a hotel room and meals so that I can do 20-minute degree, and then I'm coming home. And and everybody will say, oh, it's all about the cocktails and networking. Oh. I, I suck at networking. I, I, if networking you see me there, what? I will be the sad guy with a drink who doesn't talk to anybody because I'm an asshole. Oh, God, God, Jack, you're killing me. Don't. No. Do, you know what though? All they're gonna do. Wow. Zap them. Wow. See, all, they're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> all they're gonna do is try and sucker you into, especially when you get done being high priest. That's why they hate me. I say no. I, no. Because that's what Brian Hill said. Once no. he got to be high priest, he started getting invited to every AMD type body there was. Well, we'll see if that happens. Well, maybe not for you. No. <laughs> not so much. Larry, you have breakfast. What else do you have? Yeah, breakfast. Stated meeting next Tuesday. Um, degree work that following Thursday. Our uh, new member, Tony, will be getting his Master Mason's degree. Tony, Lynn. Tony, Tony. Second degree. Nice. Uh, guy from Lidditz, third degree. So I'll be at those meetings. It, it, it'll be a busy week next week. Very good. Tell Dan I said, hey, I'm the first line signer. Yeah. So tell him I said, hey. Because um, <laughs> he won't be there. I won't be there. <laughs> Inter interesting thing uh, for our stated meeting, our district deputy oh, grandmaster will be in attendance. And we will open our lodge in the first degree. Yeah. So everybody that's got a first, a second, uh, is is uh, able to come in and witness the actual stated meeting. All one of them? No, we have about five or six. Damn. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're listening, if you're an entered apprentice, uh, Mason. If you want to come and see our secretary read the bills. In our, <laughs> in our district. In our district, the district deputy said. A stated meeting was held. All right. <laughs> You can travel with your master. And we closed in harmony. <laughs> what do you have going on, Pete? Um, let's see. Um, I've, so one of the things I got roped into was <laughs> um, I am the chairman of the sub sale for Tall Cedars of Lebanon. 
uh, hoagies, grinders, whatever part of the country you're from, sandwich. Hoagies. Um, so that's exciting. You can order on yeah, Eventbrite, by the way, which I which I did today. And Eventbrite. Eventbrite, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I, I'm just my goal is to keep trying to like stir things up in all these different bodies and just <laughs> throw ideas out there, and then run away. Um, how how late can you put your sub order in? Because by the time you hear this, the pickup will be tomorrow. Oh yeah, you can't. You're done. You can't get a sub. All right, you're screwed, listeners. Sorry, so if you're listening. Those subs were amazing. Man. Weren't they good? <laughs> oh my God, Larry, did you enjoy your sub? It was a twelve dollars sub. Wow, for five bucks. what a sub that was! Wow. Yeah, so that's it. Oh, nothing else. So wait, before I'm sorry, well, okay. cutting in. You cutting fine. in? Zembo Shrine building. It's yeah. done. Done deal. So it will take. Uh, they have events booked supposedly uh, up to the summer. And then uh, it, it's going to take a while, so there's going to be they, they have a lease. They, they have a lease written in that they can keep using the building for X amount of years. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. So uh, to be seen. But it's going to take at least six months or a year to things to really start. Cool. But the so. but the plan, as far as I understand, is that the building will maintain its character and become a venue for that's, that's things. That's what I read. So nobody right? is that what I saw? Yeah. And I don't know if it's public who the buyer is or not, but. But all it signs, is, yeah. all signs are pointing Temple to Temple something or other associates. Oh, that, if that's the case, and it's oh, like Temple awesome. Live, which is turning them yeah. into sort of, kind of like um, death metal. Uh, no, come on, no, I'm drawing a blank. Like, oh, come on, not House of Blues, like House of Blues, kind of that. Oh, vibe. fantastic! Yeah. All right, Harrisburg needs this. Well, the Harrisburgs don't have a lot of fresh cars to break into. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's not in the best neighborhood. Yes, um, new tires to burn. Come on, <clears throat> it'll be awesome. <clears throat> no kidding, Harrisburg's lovely. Um, it's it's better. Downtown. Well, nobody cares, but Papa Foods has done a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. All righty. I think that's it. Anything else? Sorry. Larry, take us home. Larry left his cue phone. The the ch- Larry, the Larry left his phone in the corner. Oh, oh, look at Larry's yeah, I did. face. I left my phone. He's giving us. He's giving us a look uh, like the. Like, I can remember all those funky uh, names. Okay, sure, okay, you I can. Okay, yeah, start start the music. <laughs> cue remember the chickens. Remember uh, that guy Nate I was talking about earlier. <laughs> no, no, he is not. <laughs> no, here. no, we're not going to bring. He's Nate not a part of, of this. Anyway, I do thank uh, our producer Jason Lewis for always bailing us out and putting on a good show. That's all hell, Jason. Uh, we're here at beautiful Monarch Studios tonight, so we thank the proprietors of Monarch Studios and woof, woof. to one of our producers, Lady one of Stephanie. Our hosts, Pete, and Lady Stephanie, absolutely. Uh, also, too, to Jack uh, Harley, our news director. Uh, Jason Lewis, our producer. Pete Ruggieri, our host, myself. Uh, and I really have no... no <laughs> Uh, I really have nothing else beyond that. I, I apologize. I left my phone in the car, and all my show notes are on that. Larry, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. This is Larry Maris. Pete Ruggieri. Jason Lewis. And Jack Harley. Good night. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we've got some important <clears throat> stuff to talk about. All right. I don't know what the topic is. But... <laughs> mm-hmm.